0: The Blazers seek a new lease agreement with the city of Portland. Well, the Blazers return to the court with more injury news. It just never stops, Brenna. Also, we're gonna talk about the All-Star Game debacle and some red hot teams in the Pacific Northwest here on the Oregonian Sports P- Podcast. Featuring myself, Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian Network Live, and Brenna Green of COIN6. Brenna, you got a kitty issue. You said something about your cat might tear up your room or something? What's going on there? Cat's locked in the room being a bad kitty? So you shouldn't have told me about that.
1: No, it's actually the opposite. My best friend is in town, uh-huh. and so they have been relegated to my bedroom okay. so that I can do this. Mm. However, when my cat sees a closed door, that means an opportunity. Mm. So, um, so that means, why, why aren't you letting me in here? I must know <laughs> why you are not letting me in here. And also, my cat has figured out how to open up my bedroom
0: door. Ooh.
1: Yeah, he's smart. Super cute. So, oh, he's too smart. And so, anyway, so, yes, I just had to, uh, if if I do not go there and put a towel underneath the crack of the door, he will rip up the carpet by the, I mean, the carpet's already ripped up by the door because he will try to bury his way in. So, um So, yeah, you know, I would like to not have to pay for a significant amount of carpet whenever the day comes that I have to leave this place. So, yes, a towel is currently um, my genius uh,
0: technological
1: advancement. So, (laughs) there you go. It
0: works. That's all Uh, I care about. He can't open the door. So, you have a high maintenance cat. You got to do what you got to do, right? I do. I do. Okay, speaking of high maintenance, um, <laughs> the Blazers and their lease with the city to play at Moda Center, which is actually owned by the Blazers, but the land is owned by the city, is up in 2025. I cannot believe it. it's almost been 30 years since they moved in there. Um, so uh, press releases put out today, uh, media outlets were given Stuff yesterday to have a story prepared for today. It was embargoed. Uh, so I spent a lot of yesterday doing some interviews, reading their press release in advance, and then reading the legal document. <laughs> so I had to read like four or five times. You <laughs> read stuff in legalese. It's like, wait, what?
1: Because not- job requires you expert on a little bit of everything yes it does uh so between
0: all of those things i think i gotta get handle on what's going on uh okay so i'm just giving broad strokes here the blazers have until next fall to decide if they're going to renew the lease based on the old lease agreement which was established almost 30 years ago which clearly is outdated, right? I mean, there's, there's no, I mean, the NBA has changed so much that just there's no way that deal is not a bad deal for an NBA team compared to other NBA cities. So the Blazers don't want to just renew for 10 years. They want to negotiate something bigger, broader, and better. Of course, you know, the, the danger is that you don't reach a deal and then the Blazers leave and maybe go to Seattle, which, by the way has a brand-new arena for the Kraken that they wouldn't build for the Sonics, which is why the Sonics went to Oklahoma City. So you always want to try and avoid avoid those types of situations, right? And so I, I firmly don't believe that the Blazers are going to leave. Like, I figured everything would get worked out. I don't think Jody Allen has a plan to move into Seattle. I just never bought that, or even that Paul would. But you have to have well, some, think, you have, you have to have some kind of Adam agreement. Silver, What's that?
1: I think even Adam Silver has come out and said that they aren't gonna move teams anymore right. in the
0: league. That, that's another they, thing, too. No, it's yeah. Right. But but again, I mean there's a difference between we're just gonna pick up a move and we can't reach a lease deal. Then it becomes yeah. business, and then you know, and that, and some you know, some entities will come out and say, you know, we like White Sox did this a few years ago, talking about moving to some city if the city didn't give them something, and then the Diamondbacks were kind of doing that. Um, just sort of putting it out there, oh, we don't wanna do this, but uh the Blazers don't want to play that game. So because though that there's no way they're going to hammer out a new deal by the fall, right? Um they're going to enter into what they're calling a bridge agreement. So instead of having the op- like there's three 10-year options for this currently. So they could go another 30 years with two three 10-year options. They're going to go to two 5-year options with The goal being within the first five years, at the very least 10 years, negotiating a long-term deal, but within that five year, the first five years, or in the next five years, the Blazers are going to turn this building over to the city for $1, (laughs) so the city owns the land and the building, but also maintain the responsibility to renovate the building, remodel, update, and yeah. do more in and around the Rose Quarter. So the Blazers are going to financially continue on as if they're going to be there forever by doing the projects. And the city's going to have to pony up to as well in the county, maybe and, you know the state. Who knows how that's all going to work? That's part of what needs to be negotiated. But they're going to move forward as if they're going to be there forever and basically remodel their home, Right. Um, so that's right. that's it in a nutshell. Now, if within five years they don't reach a deal, then you can go to another five-year period. Uh so I would say that clearly the goal, and, and they've made it clear that Jody has said get a deal done. You know, we, we want to stay in Portland, of course, blah blah blah. Um so anyway, that's 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 the broad strokes. And there's other minor details about user fees and capital projects and all that kind of stuff that just I gotta read that stuff. Like, hey, I'm a I'm a sports reporter. I've covered news. I've covered government. I've covered education. And Whenever I'm dealt with that kind of stuff, like my eyes glaze over, and I gotta read it three or four times before it s- sinks in. But anyway, so you know, it's a positive step. There's there's no doubt about that. So this agreement will go before the, the Portland City Council on Wednesday. It's expected to be you know approved, and then they can yes. move forward. And the big thing, you know, the big thing to me is that they, they continue or, or really start. Ramping up, rebuilding that area because it's just, you know, yeah. it's, it's dead, you know. And, and they're yeah. not trying, you know, they don't have goals of making it like LA live or anything like that, but it's, it's dead pretty much unless there's any event there. There's not many reasons to, to go over there that I know of. And it just, no. it, just can, it just can look a lot better. It can be a lot better. It can be more vibrant. And that's the plan. That's what they want to do, which is great to hear. But of course, you don't want to do that uh, if you're going to leave and they have no intention of leaving and so this takes away the deadline it both takes away the the fear of the deadline coming up we got to get something done and creates urgency because you want to get it done within five years not ten or more so anyway that's where things are as a blazers fan as a, as a long-term long-time blazers fan, who now i know you're a journalist you're not as much a fan but you, you still have blazer gear do you feel better about this situation
1: I guess I wasn't really worried about it to begin with. That's
0: not how I was. (laughs) I would have been shocked.
1: Like, Like, yeah, if there was any sort of issues, that would have been surprising. Obviously, you know, Moda, it's, I think that they've done well with the building that they have, but it is crazy. It's still, you know, I think people still see that building as like, oh, it's Moda. It's new it is not new anymore it is one of the oldest arenas in the nba actually right so um you know that building i think they did a good job of building it for the time um and i don't think it necessarily i mean you know i sometimes go into some places and i'm like this place is a dump like you know i mean i've traveled to my fair share of arenas because of the NCAA tournament and things like that like oh god Anaheim's arena the Anaheim Ducks arena mm-hmm. what is going on there guys <laughs> like oh my god um you know i wasn't necessarily super impressed with um Houston's i'm forgetting the name of it but the the, the place that the Texans play where i was in last year mm-hmm. i was like this place has zero character Like there is, it's just a concrete building plopped down in the middle of a city. Um, So I I think that the moda has a lot more character than that at the very least. And so that's a good thing that it has going for it. Um, But it is definitely time for some upgrades and some, uh, some help around there. Uh, You know, I, (laughs) Once again, the NBA has made uh, hosting the All-Star Game in Portland out of reach with their new requirements. Uh, We do not have enough five-star hotels. We only have two. They need three. We don't have enough international and domestic flights out of PDX to make that happen. Mm. But I do know it remains a goal around there to host an all-star game. And so they need these improvements to that district to happen to even have this remotely be a chance. Um, But right now, it's still out of reach. I mean, the Oregon Convention Center doesn't have enough space, doesn't have enough convention space for an all-star game. So... You know, there's, there's a lot of things that need to be figured out and improved and, and worked on around there. But first and foremost, they've got to get that, like you said, they've got to get that area just more vibrant, you know, vibrant, palatable, like alive, something. Because <laughs> you're right, there is nothing going on around there. The only, The most happening situation around the... Around the Moda Center is the Max Line. Okay, (laughs) when it's not a game day,
0: it's happened. It's happened at that point.
1: It's it's happened, baby. But like, yeah, you just there's just there's there's not a lot to draw people in down there, and they've that that is a huge priority that they they have got to figure out. So you know this this deal puts that at the forefront, and in that situation, that is good news. But I think both you and I agree that this isn't something that is super shocking or surprising. It's just the next step that we assumed would happen, and it is nice when things that we assume happen happen in this business
0: because sometimes it doesn't go that way. Right. So there oh, you go. Yeah. I like it's a it. lease agreement. I like it. <laughs> I mean, the, you yep. know, the doomsday scenario would have been they draw up a list of demands for the city and say approve these by the fall or we're not going to renew and then we're going to move. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's something that, although we don't think that was ever going to happen, that's something that, you know, is in play. It's happened before. We've seen it around the sports world over the last several decades. So that Say hello like, to the Oakland. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. The Blazers themselves are getting back into action Friday night against the defending champion. Denver Nuggets who won the first two meetings in Denver. <clears throat> they held a couple of practices Thursday, early evening and uh or late afternoon and then sorry, Wednesday, late afternoon and Thursday. I didn't see any of those media availabilities. What, what were you doing, Brennan? You, you too good? You too, Let's you too see good? here.
1: I was off yesterday. because Chad Dewey do...
0: What'd you say? Chad doing showed up to one. I'm like, what are you doing here? You must be bored. Anyway. <laughs>
1: And then the other one, um, I was up in Longview, Washington, doing a story. Okay, so, so you were
0: working. Good job. Anyway, yeah. So Scoot Henderson talks to us on Wednesday night, well, five thirty. And then the next day, after practice, he's out. It, huh? He's out. It comes, up, yeah, it comes up <laughs> and he's out. I'm like, wait, what? What the, we were just talking about second half of the season and how much fun he had at the All-Star Futures game and it turns out that uh, you know he had a adductor thing and he aggravated it at that game and it didn't heal very well over the All-Star break this this is just what I'm hearing I'm like wondering if he was doing something else over there. I'm, like, I'm not throwing it out there you just never know um maybe he was like dancing too much or playing <laughs> too much on his time off in Cabo or wherever he went anyway Ooh, Boogie, he did it on the water, didn't he? He was jet skiing. Anyway. Anyway, the guy's injured and he's out. And one of the things we talked to Bills about was just the idea of having some continuity in your lineup. And you just put Scoot back in the starting lineup. And now he's out. So I, I assume they're gonna start Matisse. And so there goes more opportunities to have Ant and Scoot work together. But it's just amazing. And injuries happen, we know this, but. They're second in the NBA in games lost, I think, coming into the break. I think it was like 188 or something like that crazy. Uh, And now you're starting the season with, you know, you're going to be playing as G League guard in uh, Ashton. And then uh, Delano, who they got from Boston, is going to be playing guard because three of your best five guards are out. Three of your best four, really. Uh, Anyway. Are we ever going to see this team have a stretch of games where they can actually work on anything they've talked about working on, like building an identity, creating continuity. I, it's just, it's almost been a wasted year in many ways to accomplish those things. My answer is no. Okay. Moving on. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just like, okay. We all know what's coming. here. Okay. Let's, let's just be frank with the record of this team where we're at. What's coming. Oh, we got we got a lot of injuries coming, Aaron. We got a lot of really fascinating injuries coming—terms you have never heard in your life, <laughs> uh, things of that nature. So, um, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. Like, that's not me hating. That's not that's that's just what's going to happen with the team with the record like they have. Um, once you get to April, we all know what's up. Okay, so. <laughs> Got, I mean, and there's no, and to be honest, it would be malpractice if they were playing those players at that point. Like it's just not, it's not worth it for the long term. You gotta got
0: play, you gotta play the youngsters. You, you scoot, oh, I agree with scooting you. Scooting Grant or Scooting uh, um, Sharp. Sharp wants to come back. Apparently, he's gonna he's gonna make a miraculous comeback from his surgery and good, good and for make him play. Um, but no, I hear you. It's. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, Look, yeah, I don't even know what to do with the rest of the season.
1: Jeremy Grant and DeAndre Ayton playing at the end of April.
0: You mean you mean April? Yeah, the season. I think the season ends April 9th. So yeah, in the, end March, in, in the March. End of March is what. Yeah, um, probably. Me. Wow, it's yeah. really coming fast. I can't yeah. believe it's that fast. Yeah, it's it's only wow. really too much okay. left. It's it's almost over. But yeah, I mean, you know that the full on tank is coming because. Um, they've done it twice before, and yep. and they did it with no shame. <laughs> now I know yeah. now there are some rules that are supposed to pr- protect against it, but uh, you, you can work your way around those. And plus, you know, you want I mean, even though this isn't a great draft, you want to try and secure your best chance to get a high pick. And there's some there's some teams that are free falling to them because they're going to be well Memphis. You know they lost Morant again, and then Bain was out for a while. I think I can't remember if he came back or not. But they're free falling, and so it's it's possible if you play your guys. And the Blazers have been playing reasonably well lately too. I mean, they've lost some, they looked solid in some losses to some legit contenders. Um, so yeah, at some point they're going to protect against the idea of say right now they're five, four games ahead of Memphis or below Memphis. Um, Man, the Blazers have a.
1: What is that? April fourteenth, by the way, is the last Is it fourteenth? Okay.
0: Um, what did I say? Ninth. I don't know where yeah. I got ninth from. Yeah, I made, I made that up. Um, okay. Hold on, sorry. Why is this? Oh, I see. Anyway, Memphis is on. Dude, do you? I just hate it when the internet is just slow for no flipping reason. I'm paying how much? I'm paying how much? <laughs> anyway, you got Memphis. Free falling to them. And there's another team that could catch him too. And that's, uh... oh God. Never mind, I can't, I can't get the internet at work anyway. So yes, the tank is coming. Okay. That's, that's what we meant to say. <laughs> so I, 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 don't even, like, I, I don't even know what to cover anymore. I'm not even lying about it. It's... Nothing's going to happen in the last two months that we haven't seen already. And they're not going to grow oh, in any area. Not- right? No player is going to suddenly become markedly better than they have been. It's just, you're just running out the string. And it's just, yep. it's just boring. But I'll, I'll make up some, I mean, I'll, I'll come up with some good stuff. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean.
0: <laughs> I'll come up with something. I don't know. Okay. Um, Let, let's, let's go. Let's look back. Let's look back a little bit. All-Star Weekend. You did not watch the All-Star game, you said. You couldn't have cared less. No. I had no. it on, and I kind of, you know, I mean, I, I watched the first quarter and then kind of checked in and out of it as it was on in the background. Uh, I, part of me really was only interested to see if it could actually get worse than it was last year. And it is amazing how it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It's just incredible. And I get, to a certain extent, where guys want to be on a break and uh, they don't want to go out there and compete and risk getting injured or whatever. I can't remember the last time an NBA player got severely injured in an All-Star game. Um, and they make so much money and there's just so many distractions and, and it's just such a different world than it was back in the day when it's old heads would be like, back in the day, All-Star games met the world, which they didn't. I mean, there was there was some lackadaisical stuff back then too, but it wasn't as egregious as it is now. Like back then, if Jordan's going in for a dunk, you know, a Western Conference All-Stars big, Malone or Camp or somebody isn't like gonna go up and try and like physically go out and block it. But there's at least gonna be some resistance to him just having a free lane to go through. But now everything's so spread out and everyone's just jacking up threes. There's no one near the paint to contest. And they're not going to even give like one inkling of effort to contest anything. So it's not a game. It's just a shoot around, a three-point shooting contest. They shot 167 threes. And and everyone now can shoot threes. So whoever has the ball, you don't have to run a play. They're not going to guard you. They're going to let you shoot the threes. You just come up and you just shoot the three. Just so all they're doing is exchanging things, and every once in a while, someone will go to the basket and they'll just let them go dunk. It's horrible. And so people are talking about they should cancel the game, get rid of it. No, that's not the solution. The solution is just getting rid of stuff. You got to fix it. My solution is simple, Brenna. It's the only solution that ever matters. They just tried this similar like solution with the plan, attach some money to winning that thing. And all of a sudden, guys will care. That's all you got to do. A million dollars for each player on the winning team. Boom. Guys will care. You agree?
1: I also like the idea of home court advantage for the finals. I like that as well. But I understand why that doesn't have as much meaning because let's be frank, <sighs> half the players in that game know that they have zero shot of going to the finals. Exactly. That would be so, the
0: one concern is that the, the upper echelon I, players I on the elite that. teams would be pissed at the other players.
1: And by the way, All Star Weekend is not going away. The thing no. that makes All Star Weekend the the thing. Okay, how do I phrase this? Um, All Star Weekend exists for the NBA to make money. The yeah. NBA is not going to just cancel something and not make money. Huh. One of the reasons why the All Star Game has huge problems is because it is a weekend made solely for sponsorships and. High-profile business owners. That's why when you look in the crowds of these games, it's not like there's a ton of fans. That's not a thing. It's a bunch of corporate people that are all like, yay, I'm watching. I I get to go to the All-Star game for free. That's why we're here. That is why we're cooking. Don't get it twisted. All-Star Weekend is a corporate event. It has absolutely nothing to do with the game of basketball. All Star Weekend is a weekend where there is business transpiring and there happens to be a basketball game during it.
0: <laughs> basketball game. Air quotes.
1: Yes, exactly. And there happens to be a basketball that gets dribbled while it happens. So the NCAA. <laughs> or, the NBA is not gonna cancel this thing because no. You know, it's a weekend where they get to be like, story, everybody. Which, by the way, you know, if anybody got their bang for their buck, it was probably story last weekend. I don't even know what that is. I know what it is. I've never had it before, and and we'll probably never have it. But um, but shout out to story, because guess what? They're getting a shout out on our podcast, so the marketing worked. Um, so, you know, like, it's it's not going anywhere. So they've got to figure it out. It's It, it has become an event, an event that is just too corporatized and it's so transparently just about the money at this point so you know i guess you're right in terms of the fact that like hey if we're gonna make it about the money let's really make it about the
0: money people yeah.
1: that's what it is it is
0: the other idea could be you know u.s versus the world which <laughs> u.s could be in big big trouble if that would happen
1: Oh
0: yeah, uh, but, they, they probably will be. Yeah. But do it. If the US loses, it loses. Who cares? Uh, huh. You don't think people
1: nobody would... nobody cares about
0: it. You don't think the players would care? No. Really? Oh, I think they care. No. Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah. And throw some money on it too. But I think that would make I, I think that would make them care a little more because now, now you're well, you're attaching something that actually can carry some pride with it. I'm represent I'm representing I the USA know. against you know. Yeah. No, you don't think so. Don't I mean,
1: it? like it's not the Olympics, you know.
0: I know if you if you do it right, you'll get guys. I, I think you'll get guys more pumped and more competitive because you're representing something, man. Uh, anyway, that's just my theory. The other thing, yeah. I would, the other thing I would go ahead, go
1: ahead. Maybe that might last for a few years, and then we just go back to where we're where we're at.
0: We'll put money on it too, then. So now you got now you got double whammy. Exactly. The other thing I would consider is is adding more. People talk about adding more all stars. So maybe you add more, maybe you go, so right now they're at 24. So maybe you go to 32 and do four teams of eight and do a small tournament just like the uh, futures and attach money to that. Right. So that way the two teams that lose, lose early, you don't have to play, we play a half, right? So you don't have to play reasonably hard for a half. The teams that advance the championship obviously would have to play reasonably hard for four quarters, but that second game there's you know there's a pot of money there um and that could be something that could breed something all we need like we just need need it to be marginally competitive until the fourth quarter or final nine eight nine minutes and then it should be like if it's close it should be on like it should be we're playing real basketball you can find examples of that from back in the day um and if you if you did that it's exciting gosh i remember some of those games when it was just fun like you know, watching Isaiah Thomas, Bird, and Jordan work together to try and beat Magic, Kareem, and, you know, whomever. Uh, whereas now, it's just like no one cares. Dame got MVP, props to Dame. He shot two half-court shots. He switched them, but come on. Yeah, oh. <laughs> he just come down to court and jacked up half-court shots like it was a method. Uh, he also won the three-point shot. Con- What's that?
1: I said just a side note. I would like to say incredibly disappointed that they got rid of the player draft this year. Like, why did we need to get rid
0: of that? I don't remember what was your decision on that. I, well, I thought maybe didn't they? Wasn't it partly because they thought maybe going back to East versus West might return some competition to it, which clearly it has not. <laughs> I remember that theory being floated around. I don't know if it was an official theory or just some. Fan You're theory.
1: listening. You should have seen the look on my face that I just gave. <laughs> um, that's a nonsensical reason, and at least that was like something that was fun and created some hype around it, and yeah. it was like highly entertaining that was super entertaining content like so you know like i, I didn't understand that decision whatsoever because i thought that it was i thought that it was pretty i thought that that was a pretty rousing success for them actually
0: yeah.
1: so i i don't i don't understand i don't get it I, you're gonna take away one of the things that actually made the all-star game kind of fun like <laughs> okay like, you know, OK, OK, Here's a perfect example. We're sitting here and Giannis drafts Dame last year with his first pick at the at the draft, at the at the NBA All-Star game. Like what great content that ended up being. We don't get that this year, because right. all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, look at this! This all comes full circle. Like that's really cool. That's that shows how much that shows that tangibly shows how much respect Giannis has for Dame. And look at what ended up happening. I just, I'm sorry, that was just a tangent. I don't understand why they got rid of it. I thought it was a great bit of content. And here we are. So, so you know,
0: I don't get it. Yeah, I'm with you. So Dame also yeah. won the three point contest, but mm-hmm. that preceded. Easily the most anticipated event of the entire weekend. Oh, by the way, the skills the skills competition. If I can do the skills, it ain't skills. <laughs> just that yeah, out I think
1: it's probably time to get rid
0: of that. Or, that was, or just make it tougher. Oh wait, you don't want anyone get hurt. Anyway, uh, but the most anticipated thing by far, and, and why they held it last on Saturday night, which was smart, mm, was second to last. Was there something after it? Dunk competition was that. Oh, that's right. It. That's right. My bad. Second to last. Uh, they, should, they, they should have had it last, um, but they should. The uh, the Curry versus Sabrina three point contest, which was a lot of fun for many different reasons. But what did you think of it?
1: I loved it. It was a great. It was easily the best thing about All Star Weekend. So, yeah, I mean that 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 sort of stuff is something you have to. You've got to figure out how to make more unique events at All-Star Weekend, because obviously these, you know, the dunk contest, uh, the three-point contest is the best one that they have. That's just like the normal contest that they do. Because you actually have all the best these other- at
0: what they do competing, as opposed to the dunk contest, which is a clown show. No, yes. Like, to Obi Toppin's brother, or was it brother or cousin? I can't remember. Like, Obi Toppin's brother. Yeah, I mean, Obi a brother, who barely plays, is in the dunk. Like, it's against a G League guy. At least Jalen Brown was in it, but yeah, it's 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 silly. It's been silly. It's been silly yeah. off and on for decades, but it it hit it in a high peak with the Aaron Gordon Levine, um, yep. competitions which were amazing. But since then, I can't remember one that stands no. out. And part of it is because no. you don't have stars. You don't have stars there doing their thing. So anyway, um, so.
1: You, know, you, have the, you have this, you know, who, who's like, yes, I want to watch the skills challenge.
0: I've never been right. to that at all. I've, I've, I've never encountered one person no. who's into that. And so. it's timed and they Ooh. run at half speed. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Right. They do everything in slow motion, but it's time. I don't time.
1: even know the rules. I don't even know the yeah, rules. It's, I've, never, I've never paid attention because I don't care.
0: The thing, so, the, the thing they have to pass through is like, oh, <laughs> why is that thing? It's, yeah, uh, how, how could anyone yeah. not make that pass? It's not a skill. Yeah. Every, every high school player in the country can do that with their eyes closed, yet it's the NBA skills competition. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So they've got to figure out how to make more things like that. Um, personally, I was very disappointed in the commentary.
0: I was going to ask you uh, about that. Okay, let's, let's do battle they, on this because you mean on the Sabrina Curry thing? yeah you mean what what uh kenny said
1: yeah you want to go let's go go.
0: (laughs) okay you go first (laughs) i i I think okay i'll I'll just say this i think
1: i have a different perspective on it than you do i know
0: we do but i i believe in our society that too many times we latch on to things that don't mean what people think they mean because they want to be outraged and i do not believe at all that what he said was even remotely controversial, let alone the way it blew up. I just think people jumped on it because they just that's what we do in society. But you go and, and tell me why you were okay. feeling
1: Okay, here's my issue with it. Okay. First say what he said. We just had this say what he said. The we just had this incredible competition. Correct. And that was obviously the highlight of All-Star Weekend. And you decide to use that moment to not once, but actually twice. Talk about how she should have shot from the WNBA line. First of all, it's her decision. If she wants to shoot from where she wants to shoot, let her shoot. And you know what? If she would have shot from the WNBA line and she would have, she would have um, beat Curry, then the whole commentary would have been, "Oh well, she didn't shoot from the NBA line." So I'm sorry. Where do you want her to win here? Because if she doesn't shoot from the, you know, but well, whatever. My issue, my biggest issue, I mean, so that that's one of the issues, but my biggest issue is that you took that moment to try to insert your opinion on a great moment in basketball, and it's just like, dude, it's unnecessary, and it's really disheartening as a female, as somebody who's worked her butt off to get to where she is, and nobody understands the things that I've been through in this job. No one, okay? Like, you would – the things I've been through even in the last month, okay? Nobody gets, and I'm not going to talk about it publicly, whatever. So it really hit a chord with me because it was like, she just did this incredible thing, pushed him. And the first thing out of your mouth is, oh, she should have shot from the WNBA line. It's a perfect representation of being a woman where it's just like, you know what? Let me have my first thing out of my mouth be about something that is, why can't we just celebrate the fact that something great just happened? Why does it have to have your opinion? It's just ridiculous.
0: Commentators.
1: (laughs) I agree that they're commentators, but it just wasn't necessary in that moment. Okay, but let me ask you something.
0: But 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 what did he? But but what did he mean? What he meant by that is not what people are taking it to mean. He wasn't. He was simply okay. There was discussions as to what she was going to do, which ball she was going to use, and where she was going to shoot from. Right. Okay. So everyone had opinions on what she should do. She should she do NBA and men's ball or uh, WNBA ball, WNBA three-point line, or some kind of mixture, right? That was the ses- discussion. Right. His opinion was that she should shoot from what she's used to shooting from, which gives her a better chance to win. That's all he was saying. And for people that say, oh, I'm offended because you said she should have shot from that line because you think it would have given her a better chance. Not because she wasn't capable of shooting from the other line, which is how people took it. That wasn't what he was saying. Clearly, he knows she can shoot from the other line. She hardly ever – like, what percentage of her three-pointers in games are actually shot from the three-point line? And mostly she shoots from behind it anyway. But – he wasn't trying to marginalize her or disrespect her at all. He was saying that would have given her a better chance to win. And it's bizarre to me that people take that and turn it into, Oh, you bet all these other things when she shot with what? Oh, the basketball she's used to shooting with. So it's just, it's like picking and choosing what to be outraged with. And then if it's so, if it's so egregious to even suggest that then maybe the, the WNBA should start playing with a bigger ball and move the line back how can you like be upset at someone saying she should have shot from where she shoots from in the wmb like it just the outrage part didn't make sense i don't have a problem with people saying no i think this was the best way to handle the competition i think that's fine but to turn it into something else i thought people were reaching because i don't think that's what he meant at all i thought he was trying to say hey she would have a better chance to win had she done this she almost won anyway i think she should have done that but not to, to dismiss her or marginalize her at all so that was my take on it
1: like I said, I just thought that um, it was such a incredibly weird thing to be the first thing you want out of your mouth in that moment. Yes, they're a commentator, but it's like wh- this, this why
0: <laughs> Because he thought she would have had a better chance to win.
1: But but then but then you also have to look at the other side of this. Like if he's if she did do that, if she did do that, what would have the commentary been? And she would have won. What would have the commentary been?
0: What would the commentary been if she would have won with the smaller ball? I mean, she used a smaller ball, have, right? Yeah, so, so she are right. This, so so, so that, the degree of difficulty...
1: How, how the, the ball versus where she is shooting from is she's used to shooting from those NBA levels. She would need to practice a lot more with that ball to make that... With the men's ball to make that be... Um, an easier situation for her, and she doesn't. She doesn't have time to do that. Let's be frank. Okay, okay. she can at least adjust the competition to that level, and like I, I, okay, I'm sorry she didn't shoot with an NBA ball. Like whatever. I I don't think that that would have been nearly as big of a discussion as she shot from the WNBA, if she would have shot from the WNBA line, because that is something physically tangible that people can see. They would have been able to see, hey, she didn't shoot from the same distance that Steph shot from. And that would have been way more obvious to people than, hey, she shot with a WNBA ball. And like I said, it takes way more time for her to adjust
0: her skill level to shoot with a NBA ball than it does for her to right. just shoot from and the I agree. And I agree. And like I said, how many times does she actually shoot from exactly the line in a WNBA game? I don't think she's making sure she's on the line. I think she's or behind the line. I think she's just shooting and she has the range to shoot from anywhere. So, and, and I disagree. Like for me, WNBA ball, NBA three-point line, that made the most sense to me. But I'm not going to take what Kenny Smith said and blow it. I think people blew it out of proportion, period. Because I don't think that's what he meant at all. I disagree but there's a difference between him there's a difference between him saying what he would have format he would have preferred because he thinks it would help her win and being disrespectful i think too often in society people latch on to the oh i can make this into a controversy and they just run with it when it's clearly not what that person meant and we run amok with that stuff and some of the oh my god some of the Soapbox jumping on pompous, like I'm tweeting this because I know I'm gonna get a bunch of likes and retweets, and like making it almost sound like this is just this horrific social injustice. Like it was just like, oh my god, you people are killing me with this. I don't believe that was in his heart. I don't believe that's what he meant at all. But that's my opinion.
1: Like I said, my biggest issue with it is that yes, you're right, he's a commentator, but that also means you know you have to think about what you are saying at all times that is important. because our society is nuts
0: because our society is nuts because our society has lost its mind on social media because social media has just made people freak out on things they wouldn't absolutely completely freak out about and i think this is one of them because because I, I i do not believe at all that he meant that in any type of negative way whatsoever
1: But it's it it wasn't the time and place for that discussion.
0: Okay, that's fair. So let me ask you this: How can they maximize on this? Because I'm like, let's let's come up with some kind of you know format. Get more WNBA players in there. You know, if it's uh, mix up the teams. If we don't want to have it just men against women, uh, almost like what mixed doubles in tennis. You know, and uh, because because shooting is a skill that doesn't require like size, strength, speed, size, quickness, you know, the things that separate the NBA from the WBA. It's a skill that anyone can learn to do. We all know there are there are shooters walking around the city of Portland right now who would be top five shooters on the Blazers, but they can't do anything else. <laughs> Right. They, can't, they can't play at that level in any other way. But shooting is where things have just changed so much. I mean, the NBA, we've seen the NBA three-point shooting percentages rise, and the WNBAs as well. And so we're also seeing, because the WNBA's three-point shooting is rising, we're seeing these women come out who are just, like, becoming sharpshooter marksmen. Where Sabrina shot 44.9% last year, and I think her her career average, I think, going into last season was, like, 35, 36. And she's blown up to 44 And then was just dropped 26. She matched in that competition with Curry, what Lillard did in the first round. I can't remember what his championship round was. So to me, like, this is the perfect skill that you can maximize the competition. And what it does in the end is it gets more eyeballs on WNBA players. It gets more eyeballs to respect that skill. It gets more exposure And I think it's going to resonate with people and be like, oh, I remember that woman. She did this, who maybe otherwise wouldn't watch the WNBA. But Sabrina definitely reached people who have never watched a WNBA game. And they were like, damn, that woman can shoot. And so you keep doing that and adding that. I think that's a huge marketing boost for the WNBA. You get Caitlin Clark in there next year with Sabrina and some others and do whatever with the format. I think it could be amazing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean they've gotta they've gotta figure out something to make it even bigger and better next year. I agree. You know, bringing Caitlin in would be really fun. Um, yeah, they've got to figure out a way to expand the WNBA's footprint at NBA All Star because I think that that's a really um, interesting way to do it, and. Um, yeah, they've got a I, I, I like the idea of maybe like teams. Something like that. Like same I saw somebody city? throw out like
0: same city teams would be cool if that's possible.
1: I saw somebody throw out like Steph and Dame versus Sabrina and Caitlyn. Right.
0: Yeah, sorry sort of thing.
1: Like that that would be I, I think that would be super fun. Um I think, but I, think I think Go ahead, sorry. I just, I said, I just, I think you could probably even go bigger than that somehow. So,
0: well, yeah, if, they, if you get enough in the same city, like imagine Sabrina and Brunson, you know, versus yeah. you know, two, and like I mean, Portland doesn't have a WNBA team, but we, Seattle and Portland could combine or something like that. I think that could be fun too. So, just yeah. real quick, since I mentioned this before, so Sabrina's career three point shooting percentage before last season was thirty three point one, and she shot forty four point eight. That's such a tremendous jump, man. That's such a sign of her just really honing in on becoming uh, a, a sharpshooter as she has. But the, as that continues to evolve, I think there could be some fun competitions uh, that that could take place. So yeah, I would totally, like I would spend the, the rest of the season <laughs> trying to figure out what to do for next year <laughs> to try and get uh, more women shooters in there.
1: Yep. I and mean, you know what's funny is that that, <laughs> the, the the reason why that happened is because of something at WNBA All-Star Weekend not something at NBA All-Star Weekend but they caught lightning in a bottle so I will give them that what, what, so there
0: you go what happened I don't remember
1: so, the, the whole reason why that competition happened is because of the fact that Sabrina beat Steph's record at WNBA oh yeah
0: yeah She made did she make like 25 in a row I can't remember something crazy like that I, I think
1: she missed like uh, two on the first rack or something like that and then didn't miss one after right so, um, so that is kind of what, what spawned this whole thing happening. So it's just, it's just kind of highly ironic that that's how it ended up working out. And that's what everybody started floating. Like, Hey, maybe we should do something with this. And now we're, now we're here. So, so the yeah.
0: WNBA had 11 women who shot over 40 and four that shot 43 or better. Christy Wallace, Courtney Williams, Sabrina, Jackie Young, and Tayasha Harris shot 46.4. How many shots did she shoot a game? Goodness gracious, 46.4. That's stupid. Okay, she only took two per game, but still. <laughs> she, she, she made one out of every 2.1 she took. Uh, so anyway, anyway that, that'll be fun. What do, let me ask you this. Since, okay, since the men barely try anyway... Uh maybe maybe you spice up the game by including NBA and WNBA players in a game?
1: Maybe I don't I you can't do that. You can't you literally can't do that because Um, the vast majority of WNBA players go and play overseas. Sabrina is a unique case where she doesn't have to go make, doesn't have to go play overseas because she makes enough money in endorsement deals. The vast majority of WNBA players have to go play in Europe after the WNBA season in order to make ends meet. So I just don't think that that's realistic at the end of the day.
0: They're not going to Russia anymore, are they? (laughs) What? They're not going to Russia anymore, are they?
1: You know, I think Russia might be out. I think that I think that might be might be done. So, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, hi, Brittany Griner was in Russia. Brittany Griner, one of the most well-known women's basketball players, was having to play overseas in Russia in order to make ends meet. Like that says everything.
0: Yep, so, I, I don't. I yep. don't disagree.
1: But. So, I just don't think that that's realistic in the context of, unfortunately, where the women's game is right now.
0: The, the WNBA salaries have gone up to average of like 150000 right? What are, they paying, I, Ru- what are you know. they paying in Russia? Oh, my God. The salary for elite players is five hundred k.
1: Yeah, it's way more over there. And that's why they do it.
0: Shoot. I don't blame them. Okay, moving on. Ooh, we got (laughs) got into it a little bit that time. That was fun. We were fired up.
1: (laughs) Timbers start their new season. (laughs) All right, so yeah, Uh, the
0: Timbers start their new season, Brenna, and you know you're going to cover some of those games.
1: Yeah, well, you know the the big so
0: break it down for us. Yeah, the big
1: talk the big talk around there right now is that apparently they are getting a big name designated player. It has been reiterated time and again, people around the organization, we're getting somebody who's big. I hope it pays off. I hope it's somebody who, you know, I'm like, okay, I recognize that name. Um, because this team needs it. They really didn't have any, like, you know, there's, there's, this is a team that is, um, Last year did not perform up to expectations. I mean, it's the first time that they have missed back-to-back MLS playoffs since the 2011 and 2012 seasons. So that is not the standard of this club. Um, and, you know, there wasn't any, like, huge, splashy signings this offseason so far. So I know that things are a little bit different in the soccer world with signings, and you can sign people in season. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a fascinating world to me. But... Um, Anyways, yeah, they the the big talk is that within the next week they are going to be bringing in a big name designated player, and um, you know this has been the talk honestly for the last like three weeks around the organization. So I just hope that it ends up being somebody that people that actually like resonates with people um, because this team needs it because like I said, there's just not. I mean, you've got it. You've got a new head coach who. You know, his first situation in the MLS was interesting, just because he went into an organization that had sanctions, and so, you know, he didn't have the same um, he didn't have the he didn't have the same starting place as other people. So I understand it; things didn't go super well for him in Miami. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just an it's an organization in need of fresh blood. I don't know how else to describe it it's it's just it needs it right now so um hopefully this like i said hopefully this signing lives up to the hype cuz boy have they been hyping it they have been <laughs> hyping it it's all like you know we have this dp coming we have this designated player coming we have this disney move okay all right you know i'm kind of at a, a, a believe it when i see it stage with things around there just because of how everything has evolved around there in the last few years so um and that's stuff on and off of the pitch, uh, you know, with everything that happened with the thorns and things like that. So um, we'll see who it is. I would, I would, let's, let's get this moving, baby. Cause when you're hyping something, <laughs> for three weeks, that's a long time.
0: That is a long time.
1: Yeah. All right. So the offer is not complete season starts Saturday. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what complete looks like.
0: All right, another team, or a team that has been living up to the hype routinely has been Oregon State's women's basketball team, which ranks ninth in the nation at 21-4. and They had that dramatic win over UCLA with the shot at the buzzer, but then they came back and lost to number seven, Southern Cal 58-50. Man, Southern Cal's D must be pretty tight. Anyway, um, your opinions on, like, I think you said something recently, or to me earlier, that they're projected to be a top four seed. Is that right? Or even higher?
1: Yeah. projected Right now to be a number two seed in ESPN no, bracketology.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's really incredible. Really. We can combine. We, we do have, we do have a little bit wazoo hoops on this just cause you know, they had a big win last night against Arizona. Um, these two teams, I forget exactly where Oregon state was picked to finish in the conference, but it was like nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Wazoo picked 10. And yet both these teams are, you know, uh, Oregon State's number two in the conference and Wazoo is, you know, number one right now, uh, which, you know, highly, highly ironic considering the state of things in the back 12, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, by the way, the reason why I didn't watch the NBA all-star game is because I went and shot the Oregon State USC women's basketball game on Sunday. Um, Hmm. and I was driving back during the all-star game, uh, which, even though that game, let's be completely frank, was not a great game either. Uh, both teams shot like 30%. It was, mm-hmm. it was bad. Um, still, would, still would watch that 10 out of 10 times over the All-Star game. Because uh, <laughs> at least people were trying to compete in that. Um, but yeah, no, this, this team is really good. They also have maybe the easiest NCAA tournament run of all time it sets up very well for them this year. If they keep winning, as long as they don't lose their next five games, they are going to host down in Corvallis, and then they are going to be put in the Portland Regional. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to travel out of state until the Final Four if they get there. So this is going to be a a really cool thing. I mean, I think that the Portland Regional could be... Because I think people forget that the women's regionals are different than the men's regionals now. It's actually a double regional. So you have two regionals going on at the same it's time. There's only, it's a double regional. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So okay. you have two regionals going on at the same place. It's, so there's only two sites for regionals. It's Portland and Albany, New York. So we have a very real shot of having Iowa here. We have a – and we will have the best of the best in the West Coast that are going to be playing here. Um, and that's going to be really cool because West Coast women's hoops rules.
0: Yeah, so, is there, is there uh, five teams right in the top 12? UCLA, Colorado, Oregon State, Southern Cal, and Stanford, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's five.
1: And and yeah. Gonzaga's 16. You to
0: go and, and Utah's 18. Holy crap. Yeah. Ooh, loaded. So I'm saying, and they'll all be here.
1: I mean, if they win, yeah. Wow. Uh, now, Oregon,
0: Oregon was Oregon's team that went to the Final Four in, in, in 19. They had, there was a part of the tournament that was here, too. I can't remember what round it was.
1: It was probably, you,
0: probably down in Corvallis.
1: Well, no, maybe. No, their tournament game, I,
0: went, I went to tournament games at Moda. That's I remember watching Portland Oregon different. play. And, and that, right. place was, yeah. that place was popping.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be even greater than that because you've got all you've got you've got two going on. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, it could be a really. I'm, I'm saying, if you like basketball, might want to look into those tickets. Um, oh, no, yeah, that <laughs> you would might just want to get them now. Just don't don't wait for who's where and what's happening. Okay, just buy them now. But anyways, the Oregon State women deserve. A lot of attention and a lot of respect right now, um, and yeah, they're uh, they're crushing it. You know, also the other thing about the USC game, they did have their big center Reagan Beers out. She had an injury um, during the UCLA game, a minute into the second quarter. So it does sound like she's going to be coming back at some point. Um, so you know, they've just they've got a team that's just that's just stacked. So. Anyways, you know, Aaron, Aaron, I, you you want to cover some good basketball in the Moda Center. You know where to find it now.
0: (laughs) It's coming in a few weeks, right?
1: It's coming coming in a few weeks, baby. So, well, you know, I just, just, I'm going
0: to need, I'm going to need a dose of that.
1: (laughs) I still don't think people are paying enough attention to this team. Like, I don't think people realize that, like. What they're doing is crazy, especially considering where they were picked. Um, so yeah. you know it's it'll be we we thank thank goodness because last year was just like what a down year for our state college basketball wise college basketball wise last year it was rough. Um, it's, you know the Portland women were the one highlight of anything. They, that was the only team out of any of our D one teams that went to an NCAA tournament last year. So it's nice to see. The Oregon State women back in pro- back in prominence, so there you go. There's my there's my stump for the Oregon State women.
0: <laughs> All right, and, and you want to talk WSU men's as well?
1: Well, yeah, I just I just want to what say you know I'm, I'm wearing a WSU sweatshirt today. I know I went to Gonzaga, I'm allowed to be happy for other people, and um, yeah, just a big win last night over Arizona. They're number one in the back 12 right now. Do you know the last time WSU men won a Pac-12 championship? Don't take a guess. Was
0: it 2007? 2007? Wrong. <laughs> That's my I'm going to guess once.
1: I'm pulling it up right now <laughs> to make sure I have the year oh, right. You
0: don't, you don't even know. You can't ask a trivia question without I knowing the answer I do. yourself I do. I I do. I just want
1: to make sure I have the year right.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the question. You want to make sure they have the year right. It
1: was like it's like so long <laughs> ago that answer. I just want to make sure that it is it is correct here. Well, let's see. Of course, I read. I thought it was in this article this morning, and I cannot find it. <clears throat> uh, pretty sure it's
0: nineteen forty one. Yikes! The two thousand seventeen yeah. went pretty far in the tournament. I, I covered the Pac twelve that year, I think, and they.
1: I think they went to the Sweet I ended Sixteen. I was covering them, and
0: UCLA went to the Final Four with Aaron Aflalo, and and, uh, Florida was there with Noah and Horton and that crew, and then Odin was there. And I think Washington State released released maybe the Elite Eight, at least the Sweet 16.
1: Yeah, I think – And that team did uh, not
0: look like any team that had any business being that far in the tournament. When you looked at them physically, it looked like a high school team almost. I'm serious. They were not very big. Yes.
1: No, I uh I feel you there. I'm trying to see. Let's uh, that's not gonna do what I want it to do. Let's just see. Let's see. Um no, that's not gonna that's not gonna men's basketball. Let's see here. Yep, nineteen forty one, baby. I was correct. <sighs> what memory I have.
0: Ooh. So that is the All last right. time. Pretty impressive. All right, let's end this thing yep. with something that
1: uh the near and to your
0: heart. I, I prayed on this. Um Okay. Yeah. If you've listened to this show in the past, you've probably heard me moan and groan about Larsa Pippen dating Marcus Jordan, the son of Michael Jordan. Of course, Larsa is the ex-wife of Scottie Pippen. And it's just i don't have a problem with the age thing like i think you know teach their own they're both adults both over 30 even no one can play the. they're in their 20s card uh but it's just the idea of like <sighs> two guys i hold dear to my heart as athletes and if anything were to cause a beef and it doesn't sound like this caused a beef but it's just weird you know it's just bizarre larsa Pippa's known marcus since he was a wee little child it's just it just didn't sit well for me because of the connection between Jordan and Pippin. So I, I really hope that they would break up. I mean, I, I feel bad saying that in a way, but my prayers were answered. They had been talking about getting married, and then Larsa Pippin scrubbed Marcus from her Instagram account, which is what you do these days to tell the world you broke up. Uh, and she later regretted that. Oh, that. What's that? What? But, but I
1: don't prescribe to that theory. You don't, Continue.
0: Theory, you mean you don't do it, but that's what people do. We I agree with do that.
1: Yeah. I, that is what some people do. I think it's what, ridiculous. Okay.
0: Delete, 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 delete. I, okay, I'll, I'll get to this in a second. Um, so they were talking about getting engaged, talk about getting married, but apparently they weren't officially engaged. But anyway, they're done. So, I mean, is it wrong for me to... I mean, I feel badly because... If they were truly in love, I shouldn't want them to break up. I just didn't know if I bought the whole thing. I kind of felt publicity might have been a part of it. If she does reality TV shows, you always want a good, you know, scandal when you're involved in that. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm conflicted because I I didn't want them to get married. And now I feel a little guilty that I kind of hoped they would split up for selfish, silly fan reasons. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um... You know what? They're two public figures. You're allowed to think what you want to think. And if you want them to break up, and that makes sense to me. You know what? I get it. This is, this is your childhood. And you feel like they're screwing with your childhood.
0: I understand
1: it. Nobody wants their childhood. Te- well
0: my teenage and collegehood.
1: Okay, there you go. But Whatever. You. Screwing with a chapter of your years. life you enjoyed. And now you're seeing this and you're like, this is just, I, my brain cannot handle it. You are, you know, so, you know, whatever you're allowed to, you're, you know, it's not like you are actively rooting against them, but if you. I mean, and, I mean, nah, it, well, it, you know what? She never, even, she never even met Michael Jordan. So there you go. Or she never met Michael Jordan as his girlfriend. Yes.
0: True.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, how real was it?
0: Thanks. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. So, there you go.
0: Oops. We had a technical difficulty following our discussion about Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan. Uh, We had another topic coming up on just Instagram in general and how breakups can be discovered through Instagram. But anyway, we'll talk about that on the next episode of the Oregon sports podcast with myself aaron Tetris and brennan green please check for that next week in the meantime click the subscribe button and leave us a positive rating we would appreciate that and we will see you soon